Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be having the talk or what are we? So I got an email here from a guy who he had about a year long relationship with his ex-girlfriend. He's divorced, got a daughter from his marriage, the woman he was dating. She was also divorced. She had two kids from her previous marriage. Anyways, about two years went by. He dated other women in between. And then at some point in the past several months or past year, he came across my work. And then he reached back out to this particular woman who had actually dumped him. And as he put it, for his beta male ways. And so they've been dating, looks like, for about a couple months now. And things are not progressing as fast as he wants them to. They're only seeing each other basically every other week when both neither one of them have any kids from their previous relationships obviously he wants more and it's not progressing like he would want it to so he's actually even though he apparently is starting to be familiar with my work and thinks he's following it he's wondering if bringing up a commitment and wanting to see her more is going to actually cause her to want to see him more. So I have a quote that I wrote in this particular topic and then we're going to go through his email. The quote says, a man's mission and purpose must be his first priority in life. Something that is compelling that he is trying to create or accomplish and that takes ambition, hard work, perseverance, and passion. This is what makes a man masculine and attractive to women. Without it, a woman will not trust his masculine core enough to relax, submit willingly, and follow his lead. It's a sense of duty that compels a man to go off to war when his woman wants him to stay. A man does what he must without exception. A woman in love wants a man's attention all the time. A woman with low romantic interest will make little to no effort to get a man's attention. A man who is focused on his mission and purpose in life doesn't have to earn a woman's attention. She gives it to him without asking because she loves, values, and respects him for being a real man. So with that said, I've got an interesting uh, couple examples I want to talk about before I get into his email that are pertinent to this because this is a topic that I often encounter when I'm doing phone sessions with guys as they're dating somebody a dating a woman and it's just not progressing like they want it to it's kind of back bouncing back and forth between being hot and heavy and then she kind of seems to be cold and distant needs space needs time i mean the reality is when you know if anybody that's new to my work or has been following me for a while when you really care about somebody when you're really into a woman and you really want it to progress and you're trying to overcome your old beta male ways like I discuss in my first book, How to Be a 3% Man, it's, it's a process because you're, you're emotionally anchored and conditioned to be a certain way. And you're in essence trying to overcome those tendencies that you have to behave like you did in the past. And what I see a lot of guys do, especially when they're in a situation where they're trying to reattract an ex, kind of like the situation that this particular guy is in, is that they bullshit themselves. They bullshit themselves into saying, oh, I'm letting her do most of the chasing. I'm not really trying to force things. 
And they go through these long explanations, and I'm just listening to that's one of the things I always say is, okay, well, what is she actually doing? What is she actually saying? Because it doesn't matter the way he perceives it or the way he thinks it is. When I look at the woman's actions and I look at his actions, it's pretty obvious what's going on. And you'll see that as I go through this email. So I got a really good friend of mine who's very wealthy, very successful. And his girlfriend he has, he's been dating for four or five years at this particular point. And he doesn't have to work if he doesn't want to. He basically is an equity investor. He trades his stocks and his girlfriend is a very successful woman, has her own business. And during the day, she's off running her business. And a lot of times he, you know, especially the last few years, he's kind of sitting around in essence waiting for her to get off work so they can, you know, get together. And he's either goes to her place or she comes to his. And what's interesting is he's had something that he a hobby that he's really wanted to get into for last several years I mean, he's been talking about it we've talked about it a lot as well and it's only been these last probably three or four months he's finally pulled the trigger on that and really wants to go for it and is going for it and has put some money down and is you know, i'm not going to discuss it because i want i don't want to share too much of my friend's situation and confidence here but the point being is that he's got something he's always wanted to do and now he's really doing it. And what was interesting is as he's been discussing it over the last several years, several years ago, she was totally on board with it. In the last few years, she's like, well, I don't know. I want to work some more before I get out of the business and retire from it. And so he's kind of a lot of ways been sitting around in essence waiting on her and not really doing the things that he wants to do and it's just like i said these past few months is he's again he's like i'm really gonna do this and he's you know spent a bunch of money on his new hobby and she's kind of indifferent to it not really too excited or enthused about it in some ways maybe a little bit negative towards it in some ways trying to discourage him and his attitude is like you know because he's around my age actually he's about a year year two older than me and he's like, fuck it, I'm going for it. I, you know, if she supports me and is on board with it, great. And if not, well, let the chips fall where they may. And what's interesting is that now that he's actually, you know, dropped a bunch of money on this new hobby and is moving forward with it, she's still been kind of apprehensive. But what's interesting is she's kind of coming around to it now. She can kind of see herself and is starting to talk about being in his world and doing the things that he wants to do with him whereas just a few months ago it sounded like probably they're going to drift apart and break up and so she's having some work done on her because they, they each have their own houses where they live and so she's having work done on one the house where she lives most of the time but it's not like the house is totally torn apart and she can't live there. And so what's interesting is she's staying with him all the time now. And it's like she's kind of warming to the idea. And she's also becoming more feminine and more submissive. And it's all because he's, you know, because I talk about this in, in the book, indifference makes a difference. And so he's doing what he wants to do. He's got ambition for this new hobby that he's always wanted to get into. And if she's on board, great. And if she's not, that's fine too. 
And so the reason I wanted to bring up this story is because it's pertinent for this particular topic because I know a lot of the a lot of the guys that are watching this are in this kind of a situation here and they're not really focused on their mission and their purpose like they should be and it creates problems and it's just a vibe it's an energy that that a guy gives off when he's in his masculine energy purpose drive mission succeeding accomplishing breaking through barriers overcoming challenges that kind of thing and so now that he's doing this whether she's supportive or not and, <clears throat> and initially in the beginning when he really got into it these last few months, she wasn't really that supportive. And so she's completely softened her whole demeanor, her whole approach towards what he wants to do. She's coming up with more reasons to stay at his house more because they usually typically go back and forth between each other's home. And so it's really cool to see because I've always, you know, any of my friends or family when they have something they want to do, I'm, I'm a life coach, obviously, so I'm gonna, I'm all on board for that. Anything that makes people happy and lights them up inside, I'm all fucking for it, and I'm very supportive of it. And so it's like things are starting that you know the relationship issue is kind of starting to resolve, and now he's kind of getting the power back in the relationship. Whereas a lot of ways in this last few years, it's the kind of thing and I talk about this in the book. It just it happens slowly. It's not like something that happens overnight where, you know, the longer you're in a relationship, it's not like one day you wake up and then she has all the power and you're following her lead. It's just, you know, especially after many months, many years of being together, this is how things happen. And so he wasn't really focusing on a purpose and a mission other than the things he had been doing. And now that he is, it's completely changing her demeanor because now he's in his really in his masculine energy and he's really congruent with his vision for his life. And he's doing it with her support or without it and that's the beautiful thing about it and it's just causing her her vibe her energy because now he's in his masculine energy she feels safe enough to relax be a little less in her masculine because in her career i mean she's got to be in her masculine energy for what she does for a living but now she's a lot more feminine a lot more i should say becoming more supportive of it and more submissive i'm really happy for my buddy so it's like if a man takes care of what he needs to take care of, the issues that you're that he's having with his woman will resolve themselves. And also, as I was having dinner and some drinks last night, and I got a little bit of a fucking hangover. I just you know was hanging out with one of my best friends from high school, and we ran into some of my other friends from high school, and then we were out and ran into some of their fraternity brothers that they went to high school with. So. We were talking about this last night because he's one of the few guys I actually listen to when he talks about relationships because he's been with his wife now, I think it's like 25, 26 years, and they have a really great relationship. I really admire the hell out of him and his wife and the family that they have. And so we were talking about back when they were dating because he was a little bit of a bad boy when we were growing up and even in our 20s. And what's interesting is that when it came to getting married, it's like he was getting pressure from his girlfriend and as well as their the girlfriends of his close friends like when you're going to put a ring on that finger and so it was in other words what was happening was just like i talk about in my book it's the woman his girlfriend and her girlfriends were helping to facilitate pushing him towards the altar if you will and so what's interesting is when the guy is pushing that and the woman is not ready, 
it doesn't go too well. It's there's a, the one of the best examples that I've seen of that done in movies, like old school movies, is the movie It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And you see, like the whole movie, she's always had a crush on him. She's always been kind of scheming to get old George Bailey to be her man, be her husband. And he's got all these dreams and things that he wants to do. He wants to get out of this small town and go see the world and build this big business empire and just live it up. And the whole movie, she's chasing and pursuing him. She's very feminine, very submissive. And obviously, in the you know by the end of the movie, they live happily ever after. And so in that same vibe, you're going to see her as I go through this guy. He doesn't really write an email. It's more he gives a bunch of bullet points of of what's going on but the problem here is he's just he's too much in his feminine and he hasn't completely overcome the beta male tendencies that led to him getting dumped in the first place you can tell he's he's impatient he wants it now he's not focused on his mission and his purpose like he should be in a lot of ways he's kind of following her lead and she's setting the pace of and the tone of the relationship which I mean, at the end of the day, women are going to drive that anyways, but he's trying to force things, even though he doesn't really see that he's doing that. So let's go through his his email. He says, hey, Corey, please guide me. He said, would the circumstances below warrant having the talk? I respect your time, so I try to keep my email short and to the point, but let me know if it's too cryptic. He says, number one, key points about me. I'm 47 years old. I've been divorced for seven years. I'm a single parent. I got a 10-year-old daughter that stays with me, visits my ex-wife every second weekend. He says, number two, the context to the question. I started dating Jessica three years ago for just shy of a year. She's divorced, two daughters. Jessica broke up with me. So when a woman's head over heels in love with you, they don't dump you. They don't break up with you. When a woman is in love with you, like I talked about in the quote, they want your attention all the fucking time. Just like, again, like in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. That's what you see. Donna Reed's character is going out of her way to get Jimmy Stewart's attention and put herself in his orbit and hopes that he sees that she's really into him and does something about it. So in other words, the whole movie, she's seeking his attention and validation and not the other way around. And so you can see this guy, he's seeking this woman's attention and validation. That's in essence what led to him getting dumped the first time around so notice what he says he says the reasons why she broke up are mostly unclear well and so he says i suspect it's related to some beta male qualities displayed exactly because you're operating in her world and her vision instead of focusing on your mission and your purpose and inviting her to join you it's a night and day difference it's subtle but the idea is you've got to be the leader of your own life and building this grand vision of what you want to build for your life, where you want to live, the kind of cars you want to drive, the kind of house you want to live in, the kind of things that you want to do for fun, the kind of friends that you want to have. And you inju- invite the woman to join you in that so you can co-create that together. He says, I dated several other women since and I've since discovered your work. He says, important, my daughter became very attached to Jessica and didn't take our breakup well. She was about six or seven at the time and misses her still and was heartbroken. So you notice he's going to, he mentions his daughter several times and how much his daughter really likes Jessica. 
So in a way, he's using logic and reason to try to, in essence, sell me on why Jessica should want to spend more time. He's thinking logically instead of taking care of his own life. This is number three, recent past. In March of this year, I reached out to Jessica again. So keep in mind, she dumped him. And after two years, he doesn't mention if they've talked at all over the course of two years, but he just reached out to her after two years after her having dumped him. So he's pursuing her, seeking her attention and validation. Because as I talk about seven principles again next back, if you get dumped... The strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. And you tell the woman that I, I'm not interested in friends. I'm not interested in some, anything platonic. We can take it slow or slow things down, but give me a call if you change your mind. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into that because I got a whole article and video on it. And so if you're in this situation, you should Google Seven Principles Get Next Back by Corey Wayne, understandingrelationships.com. It's on the YouTube channel. But I've got all the bullet points written out on my website. So if you go to understandingrelationships.com, you can read the whole article with the bullet points and follow along with the video. Plus, if you haven't read my book yet, How to Be a 3% Man, you want to go to understandingrelationships.com and just subscribe to the newsletter and start reading that because they really go hand in hand. You've got to read the book 10 to 15 times. The other thing, this guy does not say anything about having read the book. And I suspect he's probably being lazy and trying to cherry pick information in the videos. So he reached out in March. He was very receptive. He says, I now follow your principles. I don't talk about the past. I'm not having the what are we conversations. And I only set up dates via phone, hang out, have fun, and hook up, being decisive, etc. He says, Jessica is doing most of the chasing. Well, that's good. But as I talk about in the book, a guy should really never do more than 20 to 30% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. The idea is you got to kind of find the balance. It's you, you know, as you date and as you're hanging out, having fun, and hooking up over the weeks, and as she becomes more emotionally invested and attached, she's going to want to bond and connect more because that is feminine energy. But it's got to be her idea. If the guy is trying to rush it because he wants to settle down, he wants to get married, he wants to be able to say, I have a girlfriend again, whatever happens to be, he's going to typically try too hard get too focused on her and where he stands with her and she's going to feel that. She's going to feel like things are being rushed and forced. He's Oftentimes, he's going to make the woman feel like she's being smothered and like she needs a space. Remember, you must love in such a way that the person you love feels free, like Thich Nhat Hanh says. And it's an art. It's not an exact particular science. And so the idea is, is that it's true the man starts the courtship off and chases, if you will, in the beginning. But once the woman starts reaching out, it's like you can slowly back off. And what a lot of guys make the mistake of when this starts happening, even though she might be doing most of the pursuing, he's still probably doing too much of it. Because if she's doing most of the pursuing, then it's her idea. Just like in the movie It's a Wonderful Life, it's pretty much Donna Reed's idea because George Bailey, obviously you can see in the beginning of the movie when they first meet after she, I think she, before she goes off to college when his father passes away, he's obviously very attracted to her, but she's going off to college and he's got plans of his own. He likes her, but he's got other shit to take care of. And that's the important distinction.
and this guy is obviously totally focused on getting her to want to spend more time with him. He says she has high levels of attraction, at least he thinks. So the reality is when a woman has a really high attraction level for you, she will make time. She'll get babysitters. She'll, resol- she'll figure those things out. She'll get friends. She'll get family members, a babysitter she trusts. She will figure that shit out. And if she's not willing to do that, that's just a sign of her attraction level. I mean, it sounds legit. Oh, I'm really busy with my kids and the eggs. And blah, blah, blah. Your bottom line is you got to look at her actions. He says, important, daughter is unaware that Jessica and I are seeing each other again, purposely keeping it from her until I am somehow sure that there is a large degree of permanency in the relationship. So again, he's looking for attention and validation from Jessica that it's going to go somewhere before he lets his daughter know that they're seeing each other, which I think is a great idea. That's a smart way to go about it because if you start involving your daughter, and especially if he's telling her how much his daughter misses her, that's just, you know, now you're applying pressure and you're trying to manipulate her because your little little girl wants to see her. It sounds like a good idea. It sounds legit. It sounds logical, but it doesn't work because it's not her idea. Number four, problem. All is going well at the moment with Jessica, but limited time to see each other. Single parenthood is very demanding on time. At the end of the day, attraction level cuts through everything. If she's head over heels in love with you, it won't fucking matter. She will fucking make time. She'll bring up, well, why don't I bring my kids over and your little girl and we can all get together. Obviously, it doesn't sound like that is happening because, again, her attraction level is low. Remember, he reached out to her after two years. It's not like she reached out to him to see what he was up to. He's focused on his attraction level towards her and not really paying attention to what she's doing. He says, we both take parenting role very seriously. Look at all these rationalizations here. It sounds logical. Sounds like it makes sense. But the only thing that matters is how is this woman feeling towards him emotionally? He says, i.e., we invest time in our children. We don't outsource our parenting. So in other words, that sounds like a rationalization or an excuse for why she's not getting a babysitter to make herself more available. Reality is because her attraction level is low. She doesn't want to. She doesn't miss you enough to want to see you more. He says, so very limited opportunities to see each other during a school week. So it sounds, again, he's making an excuse for why they're not seeing each other. It sounds logical, but if we look at our actions, actions tell us everything. He says, the only way to increase our FaceTime is to see each other while our kids are around. Again, that's another rationalization. You could get a babysitter, and so could she. But remember, he said, we don't want to outsource our parenting. So part of the story is, ah, oh, we can't do that. So it, it, again, it justifies his model of the world. Oh, we're just real busy. We don't want to outsource our parenting, and that's why we can't get together. No, it's a low attraction level. As opposed to when the kids are with the ex-spouses, usually every second weekend, as is the case now. Question, should I have a what are we conversation to determine if there is a level of permanency to the relationship before introducing my daughter to a relationship again? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's not her fucking idea. And if she ain't bringing it up, dude, guess what? That tells you where you stand with her. But if you'd been reading the book 10 to 15 times, How to Be a 3% Man, and learning it backwards and forwards, you would know that. And you got to learn the fundamentals. There's no way around it because you're 47 years old and you're trying to under, undo 47 years 
of acting and showing up in a way that is not productive or conducive to creating ever-growing level of attraction and love from the woman that you desire. So, I mean, the reality is, so right now, at the time I'm shooting this video, this is May, middle of May, and he's reached out in March. So we're barely two months. So if you follow everything in the book to a T that I talk about, usually by week seven, the woman will be in love. So here we are two months later. Now keep in mind, they're still, after two months, only seeing each other once or twice a month. So they basically, it's been about on, if I'm going by what he says here, they've been out on basically four dates in two months. So it sounds like she likes them. She likes getting together. She likes the sex. It's fairly easy, but she's not laying awake at night in bed thinking about him, obsessing about him. More than likely because he's calling and texting too much. So I would say you got to back off more, dude. Whatever level of pursuing you're doing, you should cut it in half and give it a few weeks and see what happens. Again, if she's not bringing it up, that tells you where you stand with her. It tells you that she's not that into it. And if I were you, I'd keep dating other women. Just think about it. Just like my friend that I talked about who's been with his wife 25 years. She was pushing the relationship. She was pushing marriage and she enlisted the help of all of her girlfriends to help facilitate that. She wanted to make that happen. And eventually he acquiesced and he did. And they've been living happily ever after for 25 years now. But it was her idea. Completely different. Completely different mindset. Same thing with my buddy that who has the hobby that he's getting into. He's got a purpose and a mission again. Something that he's going to do with or without her. This, The guy that wrote the email, he's too focused on her and where he stands with her and trying to make something happen so it soothes his ego so he can feel better about himself and sleep better at night. Instead of just being objective and saying, hey, you know what? She's cool with seeing each other two, maybe three times a month. So I would say you should be, you want a woman who really wants to be with you, who's really excited, who's going out of her way to be with you. My friend's girlfriend at the time that I was talking about, the one that's been together 25 years, she was literally thinking about moving away because her whole family was moving out of state then. At least that's part of what she was, you know, because her family's like, come with us. We're, you know, we're moving up north. We, we want you to, you know, come, come with us. And so she was probably using that as a little bit to kind of put some pressure on him that, hey, she may move away. But at the end of the day, it was her. She was the one driving the train. And so what this guy is basically doing is he's act, still acting like a woman, even though he's rationalizing and telling himself that he's not. So you need to back off even more. I know it's counterintuitive. It's against what everything is telling you. But if you look at her actions, it's like you're not really that big of a priority to her. If she's not willing to get a babysitter and go out of her way to see you at least once or twice a week, because after two months, you guys should be seeing each other at least once or twice a week, not two, maybe three times a month. You're really just at this point kind of a friends with benefits buck buddy status so the idea is you should look at it and go you know i like this girl a lot but 
what do I really want? I want a girl who wants to be with me all the time. So if that's your outcome that you want, you should be entertaining other possibilities and continuing to date. And even if she starts bringing up getting together and being a little more serious, if you're only seeing each other a couple times a month, it's like she's just acting like the occasional friends with benefits or the occasional fuck buddy. And so if she brings it up, you can say, well, we'd have to see each other more than two or three times a month for me to want to commit to you because it's like, you know, if we're going to be in a real relationship, I mean, we should be seeing each other several times a week. And so if you want a commitment, it's show me that you want me. Show me that you miss me. Show me that you really value what we have together. And then let's just see how it goes from there. Again, the relationship it has to be the woman's idea. So again, what I would do, whatever amount of contact initiating you're doing, I want you to cut it in half and then see how she reacts. Because the idea is that if you can completely stop all contact initiation and that you just kind of slowly back off, remember, scarcity creates value. Then every time we get together, it's her idea. If she's reaching out during the week, it's like, I miss you, I want to see you. It's like, well, why don't you get a babysitter? I'll get a babysitter and we can get together and we'll go to dinner or you can come over and maybe you can stay the night. I mean... You got to look at what the woman does, not what she says. And the harsh reality, I know it's not what you want to hear, is at this point, you're just the occasional fuck buddy. So therefore, you're you're giving this woman a lot of priority in your life and you're kind of not that big of a priority to her. So if you're in a similar situation and you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen and book whatever coaching option works for you understanding relationships.com that's relationships with an s and until next time i will talk to you soon 